What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you know why 2020 was harder than it had to be? Because you, you you thought when you lost your trip to Paris or when you lost your um, the new car you were going to buy or when you lost that vacation or when you lost that Disney World pass you had that you lost your fun. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Fun doesn't have to be big and expensive. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. I am in the studio today, right here at the table, and I'm really pumped. I'm going through this intro so quick uh, because one of my favorite people in the world is in the studio. Hey, y'all know me. I'm just crazy like this. Not only is she one of my favorite people, but she's one of my top, like, two white people. Oh, I'm just being so real. Her and Rachel <laughs> love them dearly, you know? Um, and you all know her. I did her podcast last year. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yes. I'm trying to tell y'all last year. Y'all help me welcome to the table my sister from another good-looking mother. <laughs> Annie Downs. What's up, sis? Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yo, man, listen. The world doesn't know. Well, the world do know because when you, when I did your podcast, yep. the day you did the podcast, instantly two, 3,000 followers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So many, so many people. And I was like, this is weird. Well, <laughs> right. Well, they, the thing, the fun thing about my podcast listeners is when they fall in love with someone, they really mean it. Yes. So they buy your book, they yes. follow you, they say things to you. Yes. And I, because and I see them all because they'll go, I saw you on, I heard yes. you on Annie F. Towns' yes. podcast, and I'll see like, oh. Yeah. Poor man. He's yeah. just got loaded <laughs> with the friends. But they love you. Yo. You just had such—you're so wise. And nah. and people love people love being around wisdom. Well, you know, and I think you and I are just two real people. Yeah, that's and true. And we just—we had a real authentic uh, conversation on your mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say you were the first podcast— 
I'll say like two years, I never felt that comfortable. Oh, thank you. You know, just really coming on there and just having a real, honest conversation. Mm -hmm. You didn't even allow my own publicist to come into the room. I didn't. No. You know, <laughs> and I know my publicist. I, she was in the building. She's in the building now. That's right. You know, Heidi was probably sweating like, oh, Lord, what are they going to talk about? <laughs> When we got out, okay, what happened? I mean, every question, every answer. Oh, sorry, Heidi. <laughs> but I mean, and, but I love that. And I wanted to get you on my show sooner. But then when you told me you was writing a book, I yeah. said, yo, let's just wait. Yeah. Let's save the Thank first you. time from when you're writing a book so we can help push it. Because you oh, helped me kind. sell a lot of books. And you helped me get a lot of followers. Wow. So I want to, I want to tell you thank you on my show. But wow, my um, one of the things, before we get into your book, that yeah. sounds like fun. Uh, Y'all, we're going to talk about this. And listen, this book is heavy, but it's good. I love it. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk about how are you with okay. everything that's been going on throughout last year. Yeah. Um, like where were where was your head? With everything, with the whole racial stuff and mm -hmm. family stuff. Like, where were, you, where were you at last year? I'm I curious. mean, it just feels like we had this year-long experiment mm. about of being a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it like to be a human when a lot of your vices are taken away? Ooh. When a lot of your—the things that we traditionally use to protect ourselves yeah, and, yeah. To, and to enclose ourselves yeah. were gone. And when a lot of people who have really strong feelings had a lot of space to say them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of time to say them. And man, it just was, I feel like it was a year of learning. I feel like it was a year of sadness. I mean, yeah. I, I, as we've talked about a lot before, I'm not married yet, don't yeah. have kids yet. I live alone. And so yeah. being in lockdown was very lonely for yeah. me, even yeah. though the internet's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I feel like when people would ask me, they'd say, how are you? And I'd say, work is so fun and my life is kind of lonely. Yeah. And that's okay. I think one of the problems that we have in culture is when we stop giving each other permission to say what we really feel, to mm. say, I, you don't have to fix that I'm lonely, but I'm going to say out loud that I'm lonely. Right, right. And you don't have to fix that I'm sad, but I'm going to say out loud that I'm sad. And yeah, yeah. it's okay to say, I'm having so much fun and I feel lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both can be true. And so I feel like it was a year where I got to practice what I preach of yeah. saying, I can hold both. Yeah. I can hold joy and sorrow. I can hold suffering and excitement. I can I can laugh and I can cry. And both of those are true. Yeah. You know, one of the things you said on uh, the singles panel. Yeah. You was on the singles panel, killed it. And I asked a question and you challenged me. This is one thing. I, that's why I love you. Thank you, just, you. You just keep it real. I was like, hey, on a scale of one to 10, uh, what was the question? Do you remember the question on a scale of one to 10? How satisfied are how you? How satisfied are you in your singleness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you're the first person. Everyone was like, oh, I'm 10. I'm a 9. Okay, I feel, we're all so I, sweet. Yeah, like, I, yeah I, I feel great. I got joy. I got <laughs> happiness. God is good. <laughs> Me and the Annie, Annie was like, I'm like a 2. I'm like a 2. <laughs> I was I'm like. still sitting at a 2, right? Like, okay, so, but, but you made it so clear because you was like, now, wait a minute. Just because I say I'm at a 2 doesn't mean I'm unhealthy. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't mean that I'm bad. Like, mm -hmm. And so with you being successful, mm -hmm. everyone, a lot of people know you. You know, you're, you're wealthy. You're, you're, you're doing all these things. But, hey, I, I still am lonely. Yeah. I still do desire that companionship. Mm -hmm. When you are talking to your single friends out there, what are some things that you are incorporating or you think that they should be incorporating with being honest, but how do we make sure that that 
too, or that being lonely, being mm-hmm. sad doesn't turn into something that's unhealthy. Right. I mean, I think the first thing is we all just need to give our friends a lot more permission to want things. Oof. We just kind of have, mm. it, it's considered very mature to not be in want yeah. and to only, and to be satisfied with what you have. And so someone says, uh, are you okay that y'all don't have kids yet to a married couple? Yeah. They go, yeah, we're, we, I mean, we want kids, but we are so grateful for how we get to teach the three-year-old Sunday school class. And they may really believe that and feel that. But the other thing is, when are we going to let people who are healthy, and healthy, wealthy, and wise also say that they want? Mm. And so I think one of the things I say a lot to my single people is, do your people know? Yeah. Do people know what you want? Wow. Because if no, when I get to heaven, I do not want the Lord to say, had you only told someone. <laughs> right? <laughs> I had all this agency around you ready to be in community with you yeah. and help you get what you want. Yeah. And you wouldn't tell. Come on. Whether it's, whether it's what you want financially or what you want in a house or what you want in a spouse yeah. or what you want with your physical health. Yeah, yeah. If nobody knows, no one can help you. And so I say a lot to my single friends, like, be okay wanting. Say what you you want. Uh-oh. Right? And he shouldn't have said that, bro. Uh-oh. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> I'm, I'm about to call her out now. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> okay. So what do you want in a man then? So what do I want? Well, for starters, I want a man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a partner. She um, said I want a man. Yeah. She was I, clear. Yeah. I am looking for, I'm looking for a man who um, enjoys who he is. Okay. He's he's confident. Okay. I think physical attraction grows pretty rapidly when men are confident. Like I can look at you the first time and go like, uh, "You're cute. Yeah, you're fine." And then three conversations in, when I know that you like your life and you've you've worked hard at your life. For real. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing about how women see men is that we, for me and for my friends, yeah, there is an automatically friend zone, non friend zone. Yeah, yeah. There's huh. Okay. Let me get to know him. And and men get more. There's a, there's a friend of mine, and I say this to him all the time because we won't ever date. I keep yeah. saying, if you knew what we knew about how great you are, the girls would be lining up. Ooh. But you just don't know what I know. Ooh. So let me tell you again what I know and what the rest of us see in you. Because if you believed it, you couldn't keep him away. Ooh. Right? And so, and so I'd like a guy who is— Confident or working towards it. Okay. Okay. Um, I've done the work towards it. I'm continuing to do the work towards it. Yeah. Um, loves Jesus. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. in debt. Yeah. Very well, similar to your list. I'm not in debt. Yeah. I'm not in debt. I don't need. I. I. Can, I, I I don't need someone who has debt. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Let's go. I'm like, if he says, here's the one thing I've bought and I'm paying it off, fine. Or if he, but I'm also 40, right? So I don't. And you're 40? Yeah. I just turned 40. Wait, wait. Seriously? Yeah. How did I not know this? I don't know. Happy birthday to me. When did you turn 40? Uh, July of 2020. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she's 40, y'all. <laughs> right, so I'm also not going to date a guy who's finishing college who has college debt. I think that's a whole— Okay, what's the youngest you would date? Uh, I probably am okay. Well, part of it is—well, I'm probably okay in the mid-30s. The okay, youngest I have okay, dated okay, of okay, recent is okay. 34. Okay, okay. I had about okay. three 36s so in a row. And then and I'm like, the class of 1984, I'm not interested in. If you were born in 84, we haven't, we don't have a good track record. Is that you? Oh, y'all, listen. Was he born in 84? Oh, that, that's a show. No. That's a show. Cut! <laughs> no, wait, were you really? Yes. Oh, sorry. No. You're the difference. You're no. The difference. <laughs> I'm just messing I with did. you. I had three 1984s in a row, and I was like, whoa, this is not my year. <laughs> I need to pick a different year. So, okay. All right. All right. But all right. so that I mean, I, I just would like a man who has found Jesus and found himself and love them both. So I have a lot of single ladies that yes. are that follow me. 
Yeah. You know, the average single lady that follows me is about in between 33 and 36 years old. Yeah. Educated, successful, mm-hmm. you know, like yourself. And so I want to challenge you all right now. This is so fun right now. I'm, I'm curious. Give me the top three things you're looking for in a man. If you're Ooh, a single great woman. question. Put in the comments below. If you're listening to this on the podcast, hit me up on social media and let me know what are the top three things you're looking for in a man. And then are you going to start pairing them up with men, you know? No, but I just think the men who are following me are going to be like, hey, I got that, I got that, I got that. Hey, how you doing? Yes, that's right. I don't don't see nothing wrong with people connecting on social media. I don't either. I think it's such a great, I think it's a great tool. Yeah. you know, for my life, my life is very public. Not all of yes. my life. You yeah, know yeah. this. You yeah, know yeah. parts of my life Absolutely. as my friend that the yeah. public doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but there's a lot of my life there's public. Yeah. And so I think it is really helpful yeah. for a man to know what he's getting. Yeah. And, and social media kind of helps you go like, oh, look, this guy cares about these four things. Absolutely. And, and I, I mean, there have been times where I've seen men online and I've gone, very attractive, very confident. Yeah. He, he wants to move overseas for the rest of his life. That he's probably not my match. I right, will. Right. I'll say hi, or I'll do whatever. But then I go, hey, there's mm. a, there's a d- better woman for you, actually. Yes. Not a, not even a different one, a better one. Yeah. And so I I think that helps having social media to do that. One last thing, and we got to talk about your book. Okay, but I mean, this is fun too. I love talking about dating stuff with you. <laughs> <laughs> the one last thing. Now, when you say you will not marry, I mean you don't want a man with debt. You know what I'm saying? I, I I'm right there with you. But I got to ask you why. Like, what's, like, yeah. the general—because the people listening to you right now are like, yo, but Annie, like, you you good. I was about you to straight. call you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, like, why, why, does, yeah. like why, does, why does that play a huge role in your decision? I think there's a couple of things I've learned about debt-free people. Okay. Debt-free people are very generous. Yes. Because they can be. Yes. They aren't tied to something else. Yes. Um, and debt-free people kind of have a track record of wisdom. Yes. And those two things matter to me. Now, there are exceptions. There yes. is a bell curve. There are exceptions to every rule. There could be someone who is in a surprise amount of debt that is incredibly generous and incredibly wise, but something happened, a tragedy happened yeah. or something. That's different. Yeah. But in general, I have found that people who, when I meet a man, and he, I mean, people say it pretty, you, this is probably true in your dating life too. People are pretty forward about financial things pretty early. Absolutely. And not like, here's my bank statement, but right. like, so paid off my car. Right. I, I haven't paid off my house, but I paid off my car and everything else. And I have this little bit of college debt left over and that's yes, it. Yes, And you kind of go, okay. Yeah. I, I really, when I am gone, I want people to remember I was generous Ooh. with my friendship, with my money. I want to do secret Ooh. things all the time that make it capable. One of the things I love being is a bridge. Yes. Like, that's one of my favorite things about you coming on yes. my podcast is yeah. I was a bridge for my friends to you. Yes. I love being a bridge. Can I be a financial bridge for a nonprofit to do something they want to do? Yes. They don't need to name a building after me. They can. I don't care. But they yeah. don't need to name a building after me. But I made a way for them to do a thing. Right. That's what I want to do with my life. <laughs> And and I and so a man without debt is attractive to me oh, yes. because we get to double the impact we make for God's kingdom, and I'm I'm looking for that, you know. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Annie F. Downs. You heard her say it right here. If you are debt free, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not, but can explain it, I'm all ears. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. I like ears. it. Um. Switching gears. Okay. You know, because, I mean, man, you, you and I can talk for a whole hour. Yeah. Uh, but I had the opportunity to read your book. Um, Thank you. That's kind um, of you. A while ago before it came out. And um, I love it. And the title of your book is That Sounds Fun. 
the joys of being an amateur, the power of falling in love, and why you need a hobby. Yeah. Where did this come from? Well, for starters, I accidentally became the expert on fun. Yes. Because my podcast is called That Sounds Fun, and it's yes. been around since 2014. Suddenly, amongst our friend group of uh-huh. authors and speakers and athletes and podcasters, I was the fun one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to be. You know what else, Anthony? I thought everyone thought about fun as much as I do. Like, I thought— I thought we all thought about this this yeah, much. Yeah. And the the process I went through is I went through a season of like, am I immature because I'm thinking about fun all the time? Ooh. And am I like, do I need to grow up? Ooh. And then as God did the work in me with a counselor yeah, yeah, and yeah. mentors yeah, yeah, yeah. and myself doing mm-hmm. the work, I started to go like, no, he made me this way. How yeah. come? Yeah. And the how come is that we need people in our culture that remind us that fun is a survival technique. Yeah. Fun is actually really required. Yeah. And what happens to me at airports and at church and at restaurants is people walk up and they go, hey, Annie, can I tell you what I did for fun? Wow. And I'm always like, yeah, tell me. And they they expect me to have a scale and I place them on the scale. And instead I go, that sounds really fun. <laughs> that does sound fun. You're right. You did it. And so when I accidentally became the expert, I thought, what if I, what if, how could this world be different if I actually ran in this lane instead of running from this lane? Ooh. Right? Because I wanted to run from this lane because I wanted to be the serious Christian teacher. Yes, yes. And I wanted to be the woman everyone respected. And they do yeah. respect me. Absolutely. But I wanted to be the like, serious preacher. Mm -hmm. And then I went like, there's a lot of those. Right, 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 right. What if I ran in this lane? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Because I get to talk to our friends about like, do you know why? Do you know why 2020 was harder than it had to be? Because you, you, you thought when you lost your trip to Paris, or when you lost your um, the new car you're going to buy, or when you lost that vacation, or when you lost that Disney World pass you had, that you lost your fun. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Fun doesn't have to be big and expensive, yeah. and and so that was. That's why this became the right thing. Yeah. And we even, I mean, you, you know how book writing goes. It, yes. You finish it long before it comes out. Absolutely. And as we were editing, and we were editing in the middle of 2020 when the world was the world. Yes. And I was like, we got to change some of this. Ooh. And I was like, we got to add a chapter. We got to add. I was like, the world is not the same as when I started this book. Exactly. But my goodness, it will. We will do as much as we can to tell the truth of yeah. what we've lived up until it comes out. One of the things I love about the book, you you talk about the joys of being an amateur. And people hear the word amateur, they feel as if they are belittled a little yes. bit or they're below someone. Mm-hmm. Amateur with, hour. Yeah, that amateur thing. hour. Yeah. Talk about that. Like, why? How do you like? What's so joyful about about being a beginner, yeah. an amateur? Yeah. Well, I mean, even the conversation we were just having, yeah, yeah. talking about dating, we we've both dated for a long time of our yes, lives, but yes. I'm not a professional at it. And and I'm I don't want to be a professional I, at dating. You, <laughs> and I'm not a professional at talking about it because I don't talk Ooh. about it a lot. But we lose a lot of fun mm-hmm. and a lot of opportunity to be vulnerable when we won't say things without knowing everything. <sighs> the the world's just kind of taught us like. If you're going to talk publicly about something, you better know everything about it. Mm. If you're going to talk about the about COVID, you better have all the right answers. Yeah. If you're going to talk about race relations, you better you have all the right all answers. If you're going to talk about women in leadership, you better have all the right answers. And and if you don't, we will cancel you. Yep. And if you don't, we don't respect you throughout your history. We'll go right. back to the start and we'll say the start isn't even worth it because of who you are today. And and I think we've lost some fun. There's some simplicity of going like, hey, Anthony, you and I do this really well. You're yeah. very generous to me because I don't know everything about how to talk about race by any stretch. I am a learner. Yeah. But you let me be an amateur in that conversation and Absolutely. so I can grow. Absolutely. And so I think that's, that's we got to go back to that. There is joy Man. in picking up a hobby for the first time. There's joy in trying something new at the gym where it 
gym yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. There's joy in going like, I've never done this kind of lift with these kind of weights. I switched to bands this weekend instead of um, free weights, and my wings are so sore, I can barely, like, get my shirt on. But I, it's just because <laughs> I switched one thing. I'd never done it before. I was an amateur. Yes. And, and it paid off. You know what? Uh, last year, Nate Robinson fought— who, who did he fight? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. <laughs> Basketball player. How about it? You know what I'm saying? And YouTube about guy it. versus basketball player. Exactly. Two amateurs. Yes. And the world, and, and we all know, Nate lost. Yeah, unfortunately. Those Nate, Nate jokes. That's what I'm saying. Nate, Nate. But think oh. about it, though. It's like he, he pursued something that he mm-hmm. wanted to try. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fearful. He wasn't an expert with it. Right. He was like, y'all want to go try it. And he got in the ring. And he got in the ring. Got and to ring. me, that's the win. That's it. I agree with you. Not, not winning the fight. That wasn't a win. No, the fact that you worked out, you yeah. got strong, you, yeah. you went to lessons, and you you trained, and you got in the ring in mm-hmm. front of millions of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got knocked out, but the win was. You, you try something. Yes, that's right. You, you became an amateur. How many things do we not try because we're scared we don't know how to do it? For, if you walk into—when's the last time you, my friend Anthony, walked into a craft store? Probably a long time. I never have. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make that video? Can we just the two of us go and just—I just, I just wait, follow wait. him through Is a craft Hobby store? Is Hobby Lobby a craft store? Yeah. Yeah, I walked into Hobby Lobby with okay. my mom, though. Okay. It wasn't yeah, for me. Yeah, 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 sure. But, I mean, th- that place is full of hobbies you could try if you wanted Ooh. to. Right? Dick Sporting Goods is full of hobbies we can try. I do that. Right. I do Dick Sporting Goods. Me too. And so then you go like, the fun of trying that. Our culture has taught us the fun is winning, not the fun in trying. And we've got to invite others and ourselves back to trying. So, you know, I did, um, it was with Dave. First time here. It's my show, so I can say this. Uh, we went to Dave's Lake House. Yes. And, you know, Dave and Rachel and them love to, you know, water ski. Yeah, I was about to say skiing. I said, man, black people don't get on water. Uh-huh. No, we, we don't do that. We don't. No, 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 no. And they was like, why everything I be about race? I said, hey, about race. That's a fact. <laughs> we don't get out on water and try and walk on water. That's Jesus' job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they was like, you need to try it. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I don't want to. And I literally was scared. Yeah. Chris Hogan was there. Yeah. He ain't tried. I was about to say, he's black too. He doesn't do it. He didn't do it. No. <laughs> no. I get in the water. Now I love it. Yeah. Like, I don't do it, you know, on my own. But every right. time I go back out with Dave and just chill out with our team and stuff, I'm the first person in. Yeah. And I and I do, and I learn something. And I, and at, at first, I was a little scared because I'm like, I, I'm not good at that. Because yes. I've never tried it. And I didn't yeah. want to be an amateur. And I didn't want people looking at me and staring yes. at me and talking about me. Because if I failed, I, I, I hear that forever. But you know what? Because I was willing to have fun. Yes. And because I was willing to find a joy in being an amateur, mm-hmm. I'm still an amateur, but I'm having fun doing it. Yes. And it just, it's there's vulnerability and fun. People don't think about this, but but when you're on a roller coaster yeah, yeah. with someone, pretend you're going on a first date at an <sighs> amusement park. Yeah. A roller coaster is a oh, vulnerable yeah. thing to do with someone because you're both screaming and laughing. Oh, I would have so much fun. It doesn't feel vulnerable, but it is. But it, 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 yeah. And the, you don't think about it. You're sitting there going like, Am I allowed to scream as loud as I want to scream? Am I allowed to laugh yeah. as hard as I want to laugh? Yeah. Because when you are having fun, it actually is a connecting thing, this which is, is so why we got to make space for hobbies again, because we've lost this time and this space and this openness yeah. that is allowed for connection when we <sighs> stopped having hobbies. Listen, man, listen, y'all need to get this book because not just because it's a dope book, but because Andy's going to give you some solid wisdom and some solid practical things that you can do to have more fun, to become an entrepreneur and the power yeah. of falling 
falling in love. Boy, yeah. we can talk about that yeah. all day long. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to actually fall in love. But you know what, though? I don't think love is a feeling when it comes to human beings. Oh, keep going. I think love is a choice. Yeah. You Does know? it start with a feeling or is it always a choice? It depends on what kind of love we're talking about. I'm about to because, flip the show on him. I'm about to make it the Jesus, interview show. It wasn't. It, he chose to love you and I. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't fall into loving us. He, it wasn't a feeling. He was like, no, I love my sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And so, as a man, when it comes to my future spouse, my my responsibility is to love her the way Christ loved the church. And he made a choice yeah. to love. He made yeah. a choice to die for my mm-hmm. sins. So, I got to make a choice to love her enough to die to my flesh mm-hmm. for the betterment of us two moving forward. Yeah. And so, it's like, when I say, like, I'm not saying love is, there There are no feelings when it comes to love, but I think when it comes to the human being side of things, like spouse spouse side of things, it's more of a choice and feelings, but more yeah. choice in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I, I, I can hear that. I think there's mm. a lot of truth great. to that. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, I think... I think the feelings you experience that lead you toward thinking I love someone mm. are the feelings that say, I I can imagine at a point I'm going to be willing to serve them more than I'm serving myself. Mm. And that to me, I mean, the yeah. people that I love are the people that I do things for I don't do for anybody else. Right, right. And so then you go like, oh, I, I, I reached a point at some point in my feelings to make this a choice and call it love. I like it. And so I think you're I right. I just didn't, I was curious what you thought about the feelings that happened before falling in love is a little bit yeah, of yeah. a... You fall into lots of stuff. You, you when really you're with do. when you're attracted to someone, yeah. you can do some falling. But yeah, yeah. but the love part does feel like a choice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I am tracking with you on that part. Um before we go, what are okay. three things? When they pick up this book, give yeah. me like three things my tribe will walk away with. Yeah. I mean, for starters, I hope you want to have a new hobby. There you go. I hope you pursue a new hobby that is that you don't have to be a professional at yes. and that you don't have to make money doing that yes. just makes space. Yeah. I hope that you think you're picking up a book about uh, release and fun, and I hope you run into Jesus. Woo-hoo. I hope you recognize that he is a part of all of it. And and I think third, I I hope that when you read this, you f- if, if you've never read a book with me before, I hope you feel like you make a friend. Yes. I hope that. And and so that that's my hope is that they'll walk away with a new friend in me. Yeah. They'll walk away with a, a, a desire for a hobby. Yes. And, and a new view on Jesus. Yo, so that's dope. All right. So, and I think one last thing that you covered in this book that I love was how to really, um, really experience loss. Yeah. And I think a lot of people... Um, have experienced loss, especially from the year 2020, mm-hmm. from family members to loved ones to friends to even not necessarily death, but even like they lost friends, yeah. you know, and just yeah. outgrew them. Yes. And I think in this book, you really talk about how you experienced loss, how it impacted you. And I was like, whoa, she's getting very transparent. <laughs> but then how you found joy and freedom from that yeah. as well. Yeah. So I'm That's like, right. yo, this, listen, y'all, listen, listen to me clearly. <laughs> Listen to me. If you listen to me on podcasts, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's only two books I've promoted. Actually, three. Three books I've promoted on this show. Uh, Brian Bullock's book, uh, Rachel Cruz's book, and then now my sister's book, Annie F. Downs. I'm very, very particular about who I promote uh, because if I don't like the book, um, I ain't promoting it to y'all. 
Okay, because I want y'all to get stuff. You guys know me. I want you to read at least one or two books a month. And so I want you to purchase this book, and we have a special deal. Like, if you purchase it now with your pre-sale. So it doesn't actually come out until February 2nd. But if you go ahead and pre-order it now from anywhere you want to, local bookstore, you can pre-order it from Amazon, any of the big places, and you go to Uh thatsoundsfunbook.com, and you can go ahead and get the audio book right now. Wait, wait, wait. And start listening right now. So if they purchase this right now— Yep. They can start listening to you right now. Yes, how scary is that now, as did an author? You, don't, yeah, I'm about, I was about to ask that question. Did you do the audio? Yeah, it's me. Ooh. I cried twice. You cried twice? Yes, I cried did twice. Did you leave the crying on the audio? Yes, they just <sighs> left it. It's me going like, <laughs> just twice. Just Ooh. like having moments. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. be so good. And then we did three bonus podcast episodes on the audiobook at the end. Because that's so many of our friends are audio yeah, people. Yeah. Like yeah, these yeah. people with us right now are audio people. Yes. And so we were like, let's give them a good audiobook experience. So one of my friends scored the whole thing wow. and get, gave us all new music for it. And then we have three podcast uh, yeah. interviews at the end with people from the book. Listen, we're going to drop a couple of links where you can get the book, Amazon, maybe a local bookstore. Um, and then also uh, that sounds fun book.com. Uh, so that way you can purchase it and listen to Annie read this to you. But also I'm going to drop a link to her podcast. Oh, um, I, I am an avid listener of her podcast. She has an amazing group of people, and I and I mean this, and I'm gonna say it right here on my show. From white to black, from conservatives to liberals to, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all kinds of people, and I love seeing that. Me and too. I think that was a mission of yours, like two years ago, to yeah. be diverse, yeah, in your audience. And I just have to say, you've you've done a great job Thank at you. that. In the description below, we're going to link um, to her podcast, to thatsoundsfunbook.com, I mean, even to her Instagram, y'all. Thanks. She's an amazing person. So check her out and follow her. I give y'all permission. <laughs> she's not, been vetted. Right. She's been vetted. <laughs> she's been tried. You know, and, and the fruit of her spirit, it has been proven mm, that she is you. a good heart. And I promise you, when you get done listening to me, Go listen to Annie. But you got to listen to me first. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Annie. That's very kind. Annie, I love you. We got to do this again. I love you too, friend. Yeah. You know, you got to come on at least twice a year. We got to make that happen. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. No, nah, but next time I got to come back on your show. That's that's my my next ask in front of all these people is going to be when you come back to my show. Yeah, because when I come back to your show, we just can't bring Heidi this time. No. You know, Heidi gonna <laughs> do you know work? we got a new setup like yours where Are people you can listen while we're recording? Are you serious? So now, now it'll be all right, Heidi. It'll be all right. You'll uh, hear it all. It won't no. be secretive anymore. Let me stop playing. My publicist is the best in the world. Yeah. And she does her job. She makes sure I don't be playing around. <laughs> You know, I, I love her. I love her. But uh, she well, just— Well, let me also say while we're all here. What you You're great. You're great at a lot Am of I? things. Yes. And I just want—I want oh. people to know that being your actual friend yes. is as great as what they're seeing here. That you are Thank who you. you say you are. Thank and I, you. that does not happen everywhere. Oh. And you know that. You've met, we've met, met enough people. That doesn't happen everywhere. And so I'm, I will continue—stop it. I'm being for real. Why won't he just let me be real about this? Because I ain't pay you for this, man. <laughs> Thank you for being a good friend and a genuine friend. I'm grateful. No, I appreciate you, man. How you welcomed me into your home, I was like, yeah. This is this this the type of young lady I want to be connected to. Yeah. So real talk. We're stuck with each other now. Annie F. Downs, you guys, right here on the table. And listen, man, go get a book. That's all I'm going to say. Peace out. See y'all next week. 